I've got something for you. Boom, and we are live. My bad, a little technical difficulties there. I thought we were still in the fucking stream. Streets pulls us out. I thought we were here. My bad. As you see, we got Roto Slappers banging tonight. We got our 2023 NFL Draft Review Show. And hey, it's a little bit of a sweet seat switch tonight. Say that 10 times. As your boy TK is in the passenger seat, I'm Roto Slappers. We didn't know what to call the show. Do we want to call it Roto Slappers, the TK show. Just do it on the bloodline. But that's it. That's all it is anyways, period. It doesn't really matter the name of the show because at the end of the day, where are we? We are right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And as always, if you're watching, hit that like button. Go down, hit that like button. Go to other videos. Hit the like button on those. Listen, we got some fantastic content right here on this channel. And most importantly, hit that subscribe button right now, please. Hit that subscribe button. Greatly appreciate it. And the website. Go to the website for all your sports, wrestling, entertainment needs, our podcast, audio and video form, everything you need, including this man, this man, my tag team partner on Roto Slappers, the main man, the host himself. He's got his fantasy articles, his rankings on there, his list, everything he does on this website. BloodlineNetwork.com. Without further ado, let me bring him on in. Streets, what's good, bro? How's it going? Thank you, thank you for that amazing introduction. You don't flatter me too hard, though. You don't have to butter me up that bad. But uh, no, draft is over. It is in the books. Now the fun starts for fantasy football. All the repeat, repeat, repeat. Where they're gonna go? Who's the player? scout where they're gonna go where's the player it's all gone now we have we know where they're at this is the situation let's adjust to that so it's fun yo in two of my dynasty leagues they're already drafting one of them's halfway through the second round already i mean i got no draft picks as you know as you know what kind of a fantasy football player am i i am a well deck here's the deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. That's right. That's right. That's how I play Dynasty football. And there's a lot of people who play quite the opposite. And that's probably the way it should be one played. But I play to win. And if you're not first, you're last. And that's always to me. So I don't have very many picks in these first couple of rounds in these rookie, um, in these rookie drafts in Dynasty Leagues. So I want Streets to kind of explain rookie um re- or redraft versus dynasty in a second and i'm gonna let you guys know what we're gonna do on the show so as you can see it's been going across the ticker the whole time this is gonna be our 2023 nfl draft review show so we are gonna fly team through team just look at a pick or two on each team let you know the team grade move on streets is going to give you the fantasy football implications of those moves so if it's Bijan robinson if it's jackson smith the jibba if it's quentin johnson jordan addison what is the fantasy implications of those moves and that's how we're going to do tonight and we're going to hop right in before we do the chat started already oh we got dom top rope wrestling talk to him i want up to dom for sure because what's happening my brothers can't express my excitement after the a plus plus draft the eagles had including landing deandre swift let 
let's lots of Bulldogs fly Eagles fly. Yes, they got tons of Bulldogs on that team. We'll talk about it when the Eagles come up. They definitely got an A plus plus plus. Adam Swift in that trade was huge as well. Dylan, what's up, brother? Thurier, what's up, Dylan? World Elite Podcast. Dylan made the graphic for the show tonight. Really appreciate everything you do and all those fire ass graphics you make for Bloodline Network.com. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. That's right. Thank you. Big facts. Big facts. But that's it. I'm going to run the ticker across the screen. It's been running this whole time, as you can tell, just for the first round picks. And as I said, we are going to go down, or we're going to go team by team. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Really quick, so you can take a look and see what we got going on. All right, let's share that bad boy. Let's see, streets, can you see? Yeah, all right, cool, cool. So, like I said, we're going to go alphabetical order. You know what? Fuck it. Let's start with the Chicago Bears, and then we'll run alphabetical order. Let's get (laughs) all long-winded talking out of the way. Let's diagnose and analyze our Chicago Bears, and let's go from there. So, Chicago Bears in the first round, they were sitting at pick nine. They had the first pick. They traded down to pick nine. They ended up moving from pick nine to pick ten. They ended up picking Darnell Wright to play right tackle. He is an offensive tackle out of Tennessee, 6'5", 333. He is a big, big boy. Um, ironically, his NFL comps, Caleb McGarry. We were, Caleb McGarry just got an $88 million contract this offseason. We were supposed to be in on him. The Broncos ended up signing him. So look at that. We went out a guy, you know, got a guy comparable to him. At first, I wasn't so keen on this move because I thought Jalen Carter was that dude. I said, you know, we said we on our watch along, go back and check it out. We had a blast with the crew. We said, you want a blue chipper. You want an elite caliber player. We thought that's what Jalen Carter was. Didn't think that's what Darnell Wright was. But when he came out and said, you know, the next day, if someone hits Justin Fields late, they're going to have to see him in the parking lot. I was all in when I realized he had zero sacks allowed in the SEC. Saw him beasting Jalen Carter around. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Good pick. I'm all in. Then second round, we had three or two second round picks. And then the first pick in the third round, we took defense, two defensive tackles with two of those picks. Trevon Dexter out of Florida and Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. One's a three technique, the other's a pass rusher. So you got a big boy, and then you got a pass rusher. And then we also took Tyreek Stevenson, defensive back out of Miami, solidifying our, our back five there. So we have now our defensive line and cornerback offensive tackle addressed. Fourth round, we went ahead and took Bijan's backup, Roshan Johnson. So we will have a three-headed monster at running back. I'm curious to hear what you got to say about that. Tyler Scott wide receiver out of Cincinnati and Noah Sewell inside linebacker out of Oregon. So a couple of, a couple of decent picks there streets, go ahead and fire up your thoughts on on the bears here. I don't really see too many fantasy implications, although maybe Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman are affected with the draft, uh, the draft pick of Roshan Johnson. So fire away at me, brother. All right, we'll start with I'll start with the fantasy part of this. There's only one piece for that one, obviously, and that's Roshan Johnson, who I had I told you in our in a text when it happened. Like we tried to tell, we tried to warn everyone about Khalil Herbert, right? Like you you had stop box scoring it, stop looking at the the yards per carry metrics. Like if you if you watch the team week by week and you hear the coaches talk and you hear everything that goes on, you knew that they just I don't they there was a lot and it, it, there's a lot of things Khalil Herbert doesn't do good either. That's that's part of the problem. He had some big games and he ran the ball well, but uh, he was just never their guy. It's just like the, 
so you knew Deontay Foreman comes in. Not a shocker. They were going to add a running back. Now they go out in my eyes and they get the guy who I think is their RB one by the end of the season. He gets shat- back shadowed because of B. John Robinson. There, but this guy was fourth uh, last season in college football, fourth in yards after contact per attempt. Like I think he's only shadowed because, or he's just put in a closet because of Bijan Robinson. But if Bijan Robinson wasn't there, I think Roshan Johnson is a little bit more hyped up. And I don't even know if he lasts till the fourth round. To be quite honest with you, um, if that's the case, he's a big guy, perfect bell cow size, six feet, two hundred nineteen pounds. So to me, yeah, I I could see a scenario where he is their RB one by the end of the season. Just. Just the style that he is and everything that goes along with him. Now, obviously, you, you don't go bonkers, and I'm not going to. I'm working on a an article that will be on BloodlineNetwork.com uh, soon. That's Fantasy Impact for the redraft version. It's the redraft edition. So what we're talking about right now is redraft two. I think you said earlier, dynasty redraft. Dynasty redraft. The, distant, the, the big difference is dynasty, you, you keep basically all of your players forever. And then you just draft incoming rookies for the most part each year. Now, there are some dynasty leagues that they call them dynasty, but it's more keeper where you only keep like 10 players or five players or something like that. But the the average dynasty league is you keep all your players. And then in redraft, the average league is you might have one keeper or so, but then you redraft, you just redraft the entire pot of players each time again. So the long-term value of these guys in redraft, not as important as what is their 2023 value. And uh, Roshan Dynasty value, love it. Flied up my boards in Dynasty ranks. Redraft, he, there is three backs there. And even though he might outcome, be the RB1 by the end of the season, it's not someone that I'm going to move too high on my list. Now, the Bears' real draft, obviously, they knocked it out of the park. I saw one guy who knows a lot more about every player that was drafted than I know about every single draft. And he said, that if, the, if I could describe their draft in one word, it was violent. So that means Floozy and Poles got the guys that fit what they are trying to do out there. Floozy got the, the the exact type of defensive players that he wants on his roster. Darnell Wright, I, lo- I, I was upset too. I think I was audibly upset when we did the, the draft show that night as well. <laughs> so uh, it was just very, I think for me and you, it was very underwhelming. And right. there was just, we were like, oh no, Carter's there. He was ours. He was that's the splashy big move, and the Eagles go get it. Then you always wonder, like, man, the Eagles are doing good things. Now they went and got him. And I get what everyone's saying about well, the Bears don't have the veteran presence to mold a well, isn't that what Floozy's supposed to be? Like, isn't he he's like he's like Ted Lasso, basically? So isn't he supposed to be the guy? That, so let him do that. But um, but then the more I see about Darnell Wright and the more I see him talk and the things like that, I'm starting to like it a lot more. Like he's going to be serving pancakes all season long. And what I liked about, he was on one of the local radio stations here. And um, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing here, taking pieces of it. I don't know the exact quote, but it was basically to ask him, how are you going to go out? He was in Chicago at this point. How are you going to go out and celebrate being drafted? And his response was like, nah, I'm going to go watch tape. Partying's not my thing. So I kind of like that too. But, yeah, they did pretty good, I think. Yeah, I dig it. Um, great answer for sure. Appreciate it. Um, Nick, what's up, my brother? Universal Wrestling Podcast dropping an episode tomorrow morning. Make sure to check it out, man. Go Birds. Your Eagles absolutely killed it. We will get to them momentarily. Appreciate you tuning in. 
the Philadelphia Bulldogs. Jordan, what is up, my dude? Worldly Lee Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Jordan, you know you had you recently had successful gallbladder surgery. I'm glad you're feeling okay, kiddo. So good for you. Can't wait to see you back on Worldly Lead sooner than later, brother. Thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate it. And and for me, I didn't say it, but A plus, A plus offseason for the Bears. Streets. I saw this tweet earlier today. The Bears needs in February right tackle, left guard, center, wide receiver, running back, tight end two, third tackle, a one tackle, a three technique, one technique, defensive end by times two, cornerback, will linebacker, Sam linebacker. Bears needs today after free agency in the draft, one defensive end. I mean, come on, man. Ryan pulls fucking put his hard hat on this offseason and went to work, dude. Went to work. And we still have the most salary cap in the NFL and just a whole slew of picks going forward. And not to mention, as you mentioned, if Ian Cunningham does get promoted to GM at some point next year, we'll get an additional third round pick in 2024 and 2025. So, man, Bears could be fucking loaded. But this is not a Chicago Bears base show. We are talking about the NFL draft. So we are going to go ahead and we are going to move on as we can sit here all damn day. And let's go back. So the next team on the list is the Arizona Cardinals. So the Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk about the race for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of fucking technology. But you got the Arizona Cardinals. For years, Kyler Murray has been asking for protection. They have avoided protect. They have avoided getting in protection. Paris, they go ahead. They make a trade. Uh, Arizona trades down with the Texans, so they 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 were in position for third. They traded down. Houston came up. They got Will Anderson. Um, Arizona went to six. Arizona picked up the Texans' first round draft pick next year in doing so, and then went ahead and got their offensive tackle of the future to protect Kyler Murray. He'll play on the right side as well, maybe a future left tackle. But he's definitely going to start on the right side. But you got Paris Johnson, who ended up going there to going to Arizona. Um, the Matt Miller's NFL comp is Teron Armstead. God damn, I love Teron Armstead. Starting left tackle for the Dolphins right now. Stud, all-pro type of player. They also got um, linebacker at LSU, B.J. Olari. Garrett Williams out of Syracuse, the cornerback. And Michael Wilson out of Stanford. I'm looking at this team. I don't see any fantasy football implications here. Streets, I don't think you got too much to say. As far as NFL-wise, you know, they got their offensive tackle. They got a, they got a couple DBs. They got a wide receiver, a linebacker, guard. You know, it looks like they they really filled their needs. I'm gonna go ahead and well, give the Cardinals a solid B plus. That's a B plus. I'd say the fantasy implications for me is Paris Johnson helps Kyler Murray. Now Kyler Murray, we got hurt scrambling or rushing though, so there's always that risk when you're a running quarterback. But Kyler Murray, when we, I don't think I, I didn't get, I didn't mention it when we did the dynasty tiers, but. He's a very accurate quarterback. Like he's not just a like he throws. So if you give him a little bit of time, that's obviously great for a guy like Kyler Murray, who's pretty accurate already throwing a football. So yeah, that would be my my fantasy implication there. It's good for him. It's never hurts to get your quarterback protection. No, especially when he's been asking for it and coming off of a knee tear. So all right, this is a big surprise. The Atlanta Falcons. We're sitting at number eight. We all thought they'd go defense for sure. What do they do? The Atlanta Falcons had the number one rushing attack in the NFL last year. They combined with Cordero, Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier to run for 1,700 yards to lead the league in rushing. And what do they do? They go ahead and take the best available running back in the draft, B. John Robinson. So his NFL comp from Matt Miller, Saquon Barkley. 
in the fantasy world, <laughs> dude, this dude's a fucking world beater. We'll talk about that in one second. I want to talk about from the real world. Bijan, he's a hell of a player, man. I mean, I'm not going to complain about you going out and getting potentially the best overall player in the draft. Obviously, I can't call a running back the best player in the draft. But from a skill level, my God, this dude's insane. So I'm not going to complain about that. Then they went on and got Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. Um, they got him listed as a guard here. He's a flex tackle, so he can be your third tackle. He can play inside, so he gives him good flexibility. They got defensive end Zach Harrison out of Ohio State as well. Sure up that edge spot, which we thought they'd do in the first round. I, I like what Atlanta did here, I guess. I give, I'll give him a B. Um, from a fantasy perspective, Streets, let's hear it, bro. I know. that's the He's the biggest name probably in this entire show for fantasy football purposes. So we finally know where he goes. He goes to a good spot. There's that is hands down. I know they had Cordell Patterson and Tyler Algier, but like he's going to be the guy day one, week one, probably their bell cow, probably the guy who's going to lead their team in rushing attempts. It doesn't mean that like Tyler Algier vanishes because this is a team last year that led the NFL with 559 rushing attempts on the season. Like there is a heavy, Heavy workload coming for Bijan Robinson. And yes, I like when they also go out um, and had the flex tackle and Bergeron. They added a guard late in the draft. Like, so sure, you had a couple line pieces to my. It's just the overall grade. If we're going to talk real football for me, it's B minus. That's what I'm giving them. Like, I as good as Bijan is, don't you can't you don't put the cart before the horse do they is does do, now do they my question would, would be do they believe in desmond ritter is he there is he the answer to them if they do believe in him then sure it's fine go ahead splurge a little bit on Bijan robinson you'd probably want to know that he's the guy before you go ahead and make the Bijan robinson pick right you you want to see it and know that's who he is because i don't we don't have to talk about it here but why don't you go look up all the big time running backs that they have the the hype as a Bijan Robinson. Hinkle, look at the ones that got drafted to a team before they drafted a quarterback because they didn't win a whole lot. And that's kind of the Falcons' problem right now. It doesn't help. Hopefully, Desmond Ritter's the guy because I absolutely love Drake London and I also like Kyle Pitts, but I'd like to see that offense swerve a little bit from running the ball 600 times a season to maybe throwing the football 500 times a season. So, yeah. You're on mute. You're muted. <laughs> Obviously, Bijan's going 1.1 in rookie redrafts. Yeah, except but- in the one that I was in today that he went 1.2 and my mind was That's fucking wild. blown. Because why don't you go and trade him for more draft capital or trade down, etc.? We ain't gonna sit here and beat the fucking dead horse on that. But Bijan, where does he rank in redraft for you? Where are you taking him overall? So he's he's probably unfortunately I had the 120 that I had started with, then baseball kind of started. I gotta get back to that. I have tiers for redraft and that's what I'm starting with. And then I'll start molding it into the overall right now. He's fifth in my redraft running back tier. Eckler McCaffrey, Taylor Barkley Robinson are my top five. And he's probably going to take the spot. I think I had Kenneth Walker at 11 when I did the initial 120 or something like that. He's going to jump him now. Hands down. Kenneth Walker's going a little bit. He, talk about that when we get to it, but uh huh. Bijan probably going to come in right around there, probably around 110, I'd say, to start early. 
Okay. Because yeah, because you got some really studly wide receivers this year, and obviously a tight end, some other things you got to think. So, so he's a so he's a, he's a first he's a first round pick. Yep, he's a first round pick in redraft. All right, end of the first round, crazy rookie coming in end of the first round, love it. All right, let's move on. This is a. This is this is a big a big first round pick for him. We had wide receiver row as we called it. We had four wide receivers taken in the first round back to back to back to back for the first time ever, including Zay Flowers, who was the last of the four. Or yeah, he was the last of the four of them. Goes to Baltimore as their first pick. Gives Lamar another target. I know they brought Odell Beckham in. You got Rashad Bateman there. You got Mark Andrews there. But they needed a wide receiver. Getting Zay Flowers there is is pretty big. NFL comp for Matt Miller is Elijah Moore. They also got Trenton Simpson inside linebacker, and you also have to remember they got Roquan Smith with the second-round pick that they had in this draft. Overall, for me, I'm going to go ahead. I'll just give him a B here. Again, you got part of Roquan. I'll give him a B plus. You got part of Roquan. You got, say, Flowers, and I really like Trenton Simpson and getting him at the third round there. God, they always just find these players, dude. I think um, Tavius Robinson from Ole Miss is, is a pretty good ball player as well. They've been getting Andrew Voorhees, the guard in the seventh round man baltimore always, always does good things b plus there zay flowers dynasty end of the first round redraft where where are you taking zay flowers what does this do does this do anything for lamar dynasty great i think zay flowers many had zay flowers as the like their most talented wide receiver on their board coming into this draft there are people who claim that he's the best wide receiver of this class coming into this draft uh so dynasty value wise, I, I like it long term. I don't know if Odell, we talked about it that night. I don't think Odell has much in it. Like, I don't trust he has much left in the tank. We'll see. He could prove me wrong. But if he does have a lot left in the tank, he probably assumes a lot of the targets from a redraft perspective, though. It's tough. It's a tough one. And he's going to be I don't know where I'm going to rank him quite yet, but maybe outside the top 40 wide receivers, to be honest. I don't think he's going to be part more of a late round guy for me and a flyer at that point. Cause look when Baltimore in 2019, when Lamar Jackson won his MVP, he still only threw the football 401 times that season. That's it. 401 is MVP season. Now the most targets that MVP season went to Mark Andrews. And I don't see how Mark Andrews doesn't repeat that again. He's probably that he is the guy well over 90, hundred targets go to him. The season that he won, when Lamar won the MVP, the highest Hollywood Brown saw the most targets out of wide receivers. That was 71 targets that went to a wide receiver the year he won the MVP. Obviously, we might we could see an uptick in past attempts, but with Bateman Odell there, Zay has to make that big impression right off the bat to get some of those targets because he's looking like he's fourth in line right now to enter the season on that depth chart. Long term, I think he he ends up jumping both Odell and Bateman, but could be a slow starter for me. So yeah, he's going to come in as a late round guy for me on redraft. Not not someone I'm targeting and trying to jump ahead to get in now. All right, cool, cool. Let's keep it going. Buffalo Bills, dude, love the pick. They took Dalton and Cade tight end out of Utah with their first pick, twenty sixth pick overall. He basically puts Dawson Knox um, to pasture. We'll talk a little here. What you Not, say about yeah. that. Okay. All right. We'll hear what you got to say about that. Um, love the Dalton Kincaid pick. Um, as it says here, definitely rookie of the year candidate for sure. And you don't hear that very often with tight ends. Matt Miller's NFL comp is Zach Ertz. 
other picks. I love this pick, dude. This dude is a monster. He's 6'8", 330, dude, or 350. Osiris Torrance out of Florida. Offensive guard. Protect Josh Allen. More run more run um, stuff in the front, more more pancakes, as you called it, dude. I love Osiris Torrance. And they got Dorian Williams out of Tulane, inside linebacker. Before we did our thing with the Bears and shirt up our, our linebacking corpse, I loved Dorian Williams around the third or fourth round. So I really like what they did with their first three picks here. From a fantasy perspective, you got Dalton Kincaid. Streets, talk to us about that. Kincaid, easily top 12 dynasty value for me now. Long term, I love, 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 love the move. But he's like a, he's like a slot receiver. And the Bills desperately needed a second receiver on that team behind Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it, I don't think it eliminates Dawson Knox quite yet. The one thing, like, it's just a very hard position, like we talked about on draft night. Now, if they deploy, Dalton Kincaid is a full-blown slot receiver this season in the, in the most part. Sure. Um, well, that's what I mean. Then, then it doesn't kill Dawson Knox, for instance. And Dalton Kincaid could have redraft fantasy value. He's going to be outside of my TE1s in redraft, though. He's not going to be a TE1 for me in redraft. It is just, we, we went over it. I think there's only three tight ends in the last 50 years that had a big TE1 season, for the most part, that are, were a rookie. Um, Pitts, shocking uh, someone else. Um, so yeah, not gonna make that jump. Not gonna fall in love with it and, and claim that it's gonna happen again. Long term, again, love Dalton Kincaid. Short term, tough position. It is a hard position to pick up in the NFL for tight ends. Now, if they just go out and deploy him as a slot, though, I then that doesn't mean he's taking Dawson Knox like plays and other things like that. Like because mm-hmm. Dawson Knox is gonna have to play tight end then. And he's gonna have to block, and he's gonna have to do all the other things that a tight end is asked to do, not just be slot receiver for them. So it depends on what they they plan on doing with him. We'll see how quick he picks things up, but yeah, won't be in my TE one ranks. Got it, got it for sure. Yeah, man, I think the kid's got a bunch of skill. He's going one point anywhere from one point one zero to one point one two in dynasty right now. I've seen him at one point as low as one point one. So it's a great 1. dynasty 1. pick. It's just redraft. I'm I'm not sold for this season yet. I never I'm not sold on any tight end though in redraft. So that's kind of how that goes. Yeah well there's only like three good ones period but I digress. Um all right Carolina Panthers number one overall pick in the draft pick number nine other than that they went out and got their guy Bryce Young NFL count from Matt Miller, Drew Brees. A lot of people have compared him to Drew Brees. If he if he has three quarters of the career that Drew Brees had, this is an exceptional pick for sure. Bryce Young, number one overall to the Panthers. Then they went wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. They went outside linebacker, DJ Johnson out of Oregon. Chandler Zavala on the offensive line. Guard, I liked it, that pick a lot. And then Jamie Robinson out of Florida State. For me, you know, I love the Bryce Young pick. I, I, I touted him hardcore in the offseason when I thought Justin Fields sucked. I thought, well, I never thought Justin Fields sucked. I just thought, I mean, he fucking had 17 pass attempts for two games. What was I supposed to think? I was all in on the Bryce Young train. I said, fuck it. Let's just revamp the whole organization, including quarterback. Let's go get Bryce Young. Then Justin Fields became Justin Fields. This kid's the real deal, I think. And I think Carolina got their quarterback in, in him. And... I'm here. I'm curious to hear what you got to say about Jonathan Mingo. 
overall for me, I'll give them, I'll give them a B. Yeah. It's, I agree with that. I give them, I give them a B plus because of Bryce. I think that you got, it's hard to give him anything higher because you had to pay all of that to move up plus DJ Moore. So you took away the best pass catcher that Bryce Young would have had entering who likely, I mean, he's going to play this season at some point. There's that's that's there's no doubt about it. That's kind of how that goes for a fantasy perspective. It's it's also very hard for rookie quarterbacks to come jump right in and be that good. Like everybody wants the Justin Herbert season, but it doesn't always work out that way. So he'll be more of the late round. Uh, not even maybe not even drafted in most reject leagues, especially non super flex leagues. Probably going to get left for waivers. Now, Jonathan Mingo, though, on the other hand, especially redraft non-superflex is the interesting one because they only what they they signed dj shark and adam thielen which we all know my adam thielen thoughts and at this point thielen's kind of an old washed up version of the one that i used to joke about all the time at that manner so he's not too much for me dj shark's pretty good he's not dj Moore, but he's he's okay my my concern with jonathan mingo is he doesn't get separation, which doesn't he does that doesn't make him a bad wide receiver because not some of the really good wide receivers out there can't get that don't get great separation either. My concern is a rookie quarterback at times doesn't usually throw to guys that aren't open. That it's it's a completely different game than it was in college. Like he's gonna be out there and he's gonna go every Bryce Young's gonna realize everyone is just as fast as he is and everyone's bigger than anything he's ever seen before when he was out there. So it's going to be a reality check. And some young quarterbacks just don't like to throw the football to guys that aren't open. So if Mingo's not a big separator, even though he can win contested catches and win the 50, 50 ball and things like that, he might not get the targets or be able to surpass a shark or Thielen this season if he can't get open. So Mingo to me probably is one of those guys that I'm another Probably waiver add to late round flyer. How are how's Bryce's legs going to translate to the NFL though? Do you think that that's going to have any relevance from day one or no? It could. I don't know. It it it, uh, it, it we've seen we've seen these guys that are running quarterbacks get to the NFL and get a little shy at first, and then we've seen guys who weren't really running quarterbacks get to the NFL and run a, a crazy when they got the chance. So I'm not sure. It's it's I'll have to see what Carolina plans to do with him. If he I'm gonna hope he rushes a little bit so and uses those legs a little bit. Might have to. His size uh could be a little bit of an issue. No, for <laughs> sure. For sure. So you're gonna have to use those legs, but yeah. Yo, what's up, Travis? Thanks for tuning in for sure. Appreciate you greatly. Houston had a great draft, but come on, you gotta give us Eagles number one. Yeah, hell yeah. Come on, man. The Eagles definitely had the best draft. It's absolutely ridiculous how you added the pieces that you added in Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith and Keely Ringo after being in the Super Bowl. It's fucking gross. And the DeAndre Swift trade is ridiculous just to throw on top. So, yeah, the, the Birds had a killer draft. Let's keep this train rolling. Let's go to the Bengals. You know, the Bengals, the, I, in my opinion, they need a defense. They need a tight end. Probably need to get someone to – Nah, I don't know if it's replaced Joe Mixon, but they need to get someone to at least compliment Joe Mixon if he's going to jail or when I got to figure that whole situation out. But they went ahead. Great 
Great pick here. Defensive end, Miles Murphy at the end of the first round and pick 29. NFL comp from Matt Miller is Bradley Chubb. I mean, come on, if he's Bradley Chubb, he's going to have a good career there. Then they went out and got, from your school, the, the U, or University of Michigan, UM. They got cornerback DJ Turner. Then they got safety out of Alabama, Jordan Battle. I really like what Cincinnati did um, on that defense. That's what you need. You're playing Buffalo. You're playing Kansas City. You need to sure up that defense, and that's what Cincinnati looked to do with those first three picks. And then I like the pick of Chase Brown out of Illinois. Kind of surprised he fell all the way to the end of the fifth round, but I like the pick of Chase Brown out of Illinois. So streets overall for me, I'm going to give them a B plus for their draft. Let me know what you think about that Chase Brown pick. If it has any sort of fantasy implications for him replacing Joe Mixon. Uh, so I'll give him overall a minus and I'm gonna give him an a minus because I like the fact that they went defense first three picks of that draft. They got, when you have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T Higgins, and they've already kind of, they've revamped that line a little bit and it's well, it's way better than it's been in years past. Um, so the old line's ready. They got the receivers and then they have the next Peyton Manning as well. Call him because we'll give Mahomes the Brady tag. But so then you have that. I don't think it matters who the, the running back is on the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Like that's one team where they'll find someone. They'll just find anybody. They'll take. That's why they just said, "Screw, it. we'll take a fifth round flyer on Chase Brown." And like Samaj P. Ryan did last year, he looked great in Joe Mixon's stead. Yep. So Chase Brown probably is more going to fill the Samaj P. Ryan role, as you just said, because that's probably more his style than I don't think he's going to be a Joe Mixon. Not at all. I don't. It's. I'm not investing too heavily in Chase Brown. Not Got quite it. yet. Not redraft or dynasty. Like so dynasty, what mid mid third round pick, I think, is where I see him going in mocks. I, I was in a mock this morning with uh Dave from Dynasty Dorks. I think I seen I think I saw him go 35, 3.05. Seemed legit. Yeah, easily third round in, in Dynasty for me. Probably 30s. So yeah, that's fair. Yo, yep. Presidente. Ivan, what's good? Killer, killer episode of Circle of Debate earlier today. Go back and check it out right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Give that show a like. It's a fantastic episode. So what's good, fams? Bangers um, of all bangers. TK, the man of all men. streets. Thank you. Appreciate Not that you. smart, but thank you. I appreciate it. I love you, buddy. Hell yeah. But yeah, so that's 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 the Bengals. Hell of a draft. Hell of a draft. Let's keep it in Ohio. The Browns, you got to remember their draft picks were Deshaun Watson, and then it goes from there. So I think they sent their first and second over to Houston for Deshaun Watson, if I'm not mistaken, or their second win in the trade. No, their second win for Elijah Moore, and their first was for Deshaun Watson. So their third, now their first pick in the draft is Cedric Tillman, wide receiver out of Tennessee, 6'3", 213, big boy. Matt Miller's NFL comp is Devontae Parker. Oh, I love this pick. And then they got Siaki Ika, big defensive tackle out of Baylor. Love that dude for the Bears. And then they got offensive tackle Dewan Jones out of the Ohio State University. And they got edge rusher Isaiah McGuire out of Missouri. And then backup quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. So, fuck. And Luke Whipler, the center out of Ohio State. Damn, the Browns for not having a pick until the third round, they absolutely slayed this draft. And the fact that they got Deshaun Watson, 
I'm going to go ahead. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm giving the Browns a fucking A for this draft, dude. The depth and the value that they got in each and every pick, plus they shun A for the Cleveland Browns. Streets. Yep, I want a. you to give your grade. All right, that was quick. And <laughs> I want you to talk about Cedric Tillman's fantasy um, stock, and I want you to talk about Deshaun. Will Deshaun have a bounce back this year? Yeah, so I'll start with Cedric. Cedric Tillman was a guy that I was hoping the Bears would have been able to grab, especially like a th- in the third round. That was a guy, he has the, he's your prototypical X, right? He's your prototypical guy. He's got the size, uh, the ability to be that person. Now he goes into a crowded wide receiver room that still has Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones. They now add Elijah Moore, who's a pretty talented wide receiver. Didn't work. He had a little flash there in the beginning with the Jets. So it's crowded. Is he fourth in line? Possibly to start the season. But I love Cedric Tillman is a great second round pick in Dynasty. Uh, great because I think he does have the the profile to be good and to jump and take that rule in Cleveland. And he could end up being the Sean Watson's guy. I don't know uh, Amari Cooper getting up there. Donovan People Jones, eh? We'll see if Elijah Moore has can rebound on this one. So it's not a it's not a hard ladder to jump for Cedric Tillman to start working his way up that chain. So absolutely love it in Dynasty redraft. I'm good. Another super late guy that I'll take a flyer on when I'm looking at all those wide receivers late. And do I think Deshaun Watson can have a bounce back? Yeah, for sure. I believe Deshaun Watson. Like he what he missed two seasons. Yeah, and then. Obviously, he was going to look rusty for a little while when he breaking that rust off. There was times we've seen it in the, in, at, 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 when he, towards the end of the season last year with Deshaun Watson. So I think he can absolutely have a, a bounce back. Do I think he becomes like a top five quarterback again? Nah, probably not. But doesn't need to be. He can still be fantasy relevant. I still think he can be a QB one. So okay, that's fair. Cool, cool. Let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys. All right. So Dallas, um, according to ESPN, needed a running back, tight end, wide receiver. So they need to give Dak Prescott some fucking help is what ESPN <laughs> is saying. And also on the defensive side, maybe a linebacker, maybe a cornerback. So what do they do? They go ahead and they draft defensive tackle Mozzie Smith out of UM, University of Michigan, with pick 27, a pick that made Micah Parsons very, very happy. So he was rejoiceful. And if you're making your biggest star happy, then you're probably okay, right? Matt Miller's NFL comp for him is Don Terry Poe. He's a big boy on the inside, um, big run stuffer. And then, other than that, they did go ahead and they got their tight end. They got Luke Schoenmacher again out of Michigan. They must have something going there. They got their linebacker and DeMar- DeMarvian Overshawn. Loved him. I thought they would, again, another guy for the Bears if we didn't address that linebacker position. And then, you know, they got a couple other players. They got a defensive tackle or defensive end out of San Jose. They got an offensive tackle. They got Deuce Vaughn um, out of Kansas State. Little guy, only 5'5". Ironically, Deuce's father is on the Cowboys scouting team. That was a really cool story. But I'm just not seeing where they surrounded Dak with the talent that they needed to surround Dak with. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give the Cowboys a C for their – a C plus. C plus for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't see what they did to help Dak in this draft. And Streets, I don't see any fantasy implications here either. Other than <laughs> Luke Schumacher in. No, there's one. There's one 
fantasy implication here. You want to know what that is? The big winner is Tony Pollard. That's the fantasy implication. Tony Pollard up oh, stocks are up right now. So that was good. He did not get we he he survived NFL draft. So yeah, because there was a lot of like Jamar Gibbs, Bijan rumors to Dallas. I mean, if I think he'd make it out of the top twelve. Shit, <laughs> um, this Charbonnet, but no, none of that happened. But all right, Dallas, pretty weak draft. No fantasy implications. We're moving on. The Denver Broncos. Denver didn't have a first round pick. That was part of the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, their first round, their first pick came. They looks like they traded into the second round from Kansas City. They drafted a wide receiver. I was kind of curious about this. They got Cortland Sutton. They got Jerry Judy here, so I want to under, I, I want to talk to you about that. They got drafted Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, and then they drafted inside linebacker Drew Sanders out of Arkansas, good ball player. Riley Moss, cornerback at Iowa, good ball player, and then sixth, seventh round pick. Really, half of the Russ trade was here. Marvin Mims, Drew Sanders. I'll give the I'll give the Broncos a B minus because you know just because what I seen from Russ last year and. I'm not too particularly keen on them drafting Marvin Mims at this spot. So Streets talked to me about, you know, there's the grade of their draft and what Marvin Mims is going to do here. Yeah, Marvin Mims, um, not a big guy, but a pretty talented wide receiver. He, for not being big, actually does pretty good, even on uh, the, the 50-50 balls. For, uh, I just don't know. Like, what do you do? You have to, someone has to go. They have three receivers already, right? They have yeah. Courtland Sutton. They have Jerry Judy. They have Tim Patrick. I know he's coming off the injury. Uh, they got they like got, four tight ends. They got four tight ends. So they, somebody, something has to give. Like Marvin Mims is a good second round pick in dynasty because you're, you hope at some point Judy, it does get moved or Courtland Sutton's gone or something happens like that. Cause if he can become second in line, Oh yeah, then this the sky's up, and even he he'll carry some redraft value, if that's the case. What right. once again, second round pick dynasty, late round flyer off my radar and redraft off my yeah, not probably not top one hundred, top one fifty. That's when I say when I do that. Like we're we're talking later, later, later in the draft for guys like this. All right, and are you are did you think that Denver would go for a running back to kind of um, supplant Javante? Or you think with Samaje P right there that that's fine? Yeah, I think Samaje is perfect in that role. Uh, we'll see what Javante. We'll see what happens to Javante because he's supposed to be ready. I always pay close attention to that because, to be honest with you, Samaje could win you a couple weeks to start the season. <laughs> in that, yeah, I got, off, I got offered a third round pick for Samaje. You know, in, again, I don't make me play the clip. You know how I am. If you're not first or last, I'm keeping Samaje because I think maybe for two to three weeks to start the year. I might have to start him, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, but, and I would do. But yeah, no, I, I. But I love Javante Williams also. So that's. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to talk about that on the Roto Slappers coming up yep. for sure. Um, absolutely. Let's keep this train going. The Detroit Lions. We talked about it on our watch along. Detroit was winning games 42 to 41. They were losing games 42 to 41. Defense, 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 defense. What does Detroit do? They draft a running back with their first pick. Fucking flabbergasted. They said Jamar Gibbs out of Alabama with pick 12. Now, listen, at the time if you were watching us, like, we were like, yeah, that's such a Detroit pick. At the end of the day, after looking over their whole draft, it wasn't such a bad pick. His NFL, his NFL comp for Matt Miller is Tony Pollard. 
as we've seen, Tony Pollard's a hell of an NFL player. We talk about it. Streets will talk about it. I don't know that you draft a running back at 12, especially Gibbs, but I'll let Streets give that give that analysis of it as from a <laughs> fantasy perspective. I, gee, I used to like drafting a running back in the top 15. That's fucking crazy to me, especially when you had DeAndre Swift and you got David Montgomery there, and you could just fill the holes. I digress. We'll let Streets talk about that. Other picks, though. Jack Campbell. God, I love this kid, dude. Typical, put your hard hat on, grab your lunch pail, go to work kind of a guy. This dude is going to tackle. You know who else is going to tackle for them? Brian Branch. So you had two of the top four tacklers in college football added to this defense. Huge. Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Great tight end prospect. Curious to see what you got to say about him. Then they went ahead and drafted Hendon Hooker at the beginning of the third round. I love that pick. You got Goff, who's there, stopgap for another year or two. Hendon Hooker, get healthy, learn a couple of things, take that job. Broderick Martin on the defensive line got an offense tackle, another wide receiver. Man, at first I was skeptical. At first I was afraid. No, at first I was skeptical of the Jamar Gibbs pick. Now I'm gonna give him a solid B plus. B plus for the Lions. I like their draft. What about you? But I'm talking about it. There's a lot of fantasy here, so do your thing. I would agree. B plus. I don't think there's a lot of fantasy here. Not, well, maybe more Gibbs, dynasty. Hooker. So there's more dynasty fantasy value here um, which which i'm i'm more here for the redraft purposes that's what i'm talking about a little heavier but <laughs> dynasty, dynasty damn it i know but for dynasty of course yeah laporto and hooker um solid second round picks for me mm-hmm. and dynasty i don't want any redraft i'm good obviously i don't want anything to do with either one of them in a redraft league so i'm not even going to draft either one uh so yeah re- the only one in redraft Obviously, it's Jamar Gibbs. He's my second-ranked rookie in my redraft rookie rankings because Swift does move on. I know they have David Montgomery, but they they threw 115 targets to running backs a season ago. We do know Jamar Gibbs is a – Swift had 70 of them. So if Jamar Gibbs comes in and he plays the, the Swift role right off the bat with David Montgomery playing more of the Jamal Williams role like he played a year ago – I. Obviously, Jamar Gibbs is going to get more carries, though, than they were giving DeAndre Swift, who they just probably didn't believe was healthy enough to even handle those carries. So he'll see the passing game work. It'll be maybe more of a split in the in the rushing department. The only thing he's not going to see is goal line work, which I think David Montgomery is going to end up with the goal line work. But yeah, he should get... I could see 70 catches out of Jamar Gibbs this season as a rookie. So he's easily wow. my, my second-ranked rookie. And when I was doing tiers, I had him for my running back rankings alone. Just this, just running back rankings. I had him 17 right now in redraft. So he has a, he can move up a little bit possibly as I hear some bit more, but my early gut puts him at 17 for redraft out of all running back rankings only, not overall. I'd probably maybe in the thirties or something, forties for, Damn, crazy. That's crazy. Good, good spot for him then. Good, good spot. Let's keep oh, yeah. it in the end. It's, great. it's great fantasy. It was perfect for him. Now that Swift has gone fantasy reasons, but I absolutely love this in real life because you only get so many picks at that spot if you're trying to be a playoff team and be good, and you use that on a running back. So I'll gladly take that if, as a Bears fan. You're, yeah, as a Bears fan, you're saying yes, yes, yeah. for sure. 
Absolutely, because there are some players on the board that they could have taken and they were like, running back, what the fuck? And could they have gotten Gibbs if they would have traded down or something? I think they probably could have, but. Yeah, they were. I, I, saw, I love the celebration. They were like pounding tables and stuff in like the room that they got Jamar Gibbs. And I think like every other GM probably looking at him like, yeah, I, he, they were all he was all yours right there, buddy. I don't know. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. No shit. All right. Let's keep this bad boy going. We got the Green Bay Packers, the shitty Packers. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Fuck the Packers. Um, the first round pick. They took another guy, another guy who's going to go to go to work on the edge. Lucas Van Ness, personally, I didn't want him, so I'm glad he fell past us. Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa's their first pick, edge rusher. Matt Miller's NFL comp, Preston Smith. There you go. He's no thing. I don't think he's there anymore. Right, Preston Smith there anymore? I don't think so. Maybe. I know Zedarius is gone. But Lucas Van Ness, NFL comp, Preston Smith. You also got, you got a whole slew of guys now. Luke Musgrave, tight end. You had Jaden Reed out of Michigan State, wide receiver. They drafted another tight end in the third round, Tucker Kraft, well, out of South Dakota State. I mean, what are they trying to do? They think they got Aaron Gonzalez and Rob and Gronkowski or something like. What are what is this multiple tight end thing? Colby Wooden, defensive tackle. They drafted a quarterback, another wide receiver, defensive end. They drafted a kicker, a cornerback, a running back. I mean, the Packers had a whole slew of picks here. I don't understand the. I thought there was better wide receivers out there than Jaden Reed. I don't the back to back or two tight ends in the second and third round. I don't really understand that. Wasting a fifth round pick on a quarterback. The Sean Clifford on top of it, not a good quarterback. I'm not with it. I'm gonna give the Packers a C here. What about you? Yep, C. I don't have nothing for no, there's late second for Musgrave and Dynasty. Maybe Reed is a third for me in Dynasty. Neither one I'm not touching in redraft, so I got nothing for that. Yeah, pretty ugly draft from Green Bay, and you know what? <laughs> you fucking love to see it. You know who didn't have an ugly draft? The Houston Texans. The Texans were picking at number two. Thank you so much, Lovey Smith. They go ahead and, you know, there are all sorts of rumors. They were going to take Will Anderson. They were going to trade down. What do they do? They go ahead and take their franchise quarterback, C.J. Stroud. I'm with it. Matt Miller's NFL comparison is Dak Prescott. If they get Dak Prescott, are getting a hell of an NFL quarterback. Then they went ahead and they traded up, as I mentioned earlier, to Arizona. And they drafted Will Anderson. Sure, they got rid of their pick from next year, but whatever. They got Will Anderson, who in next year's class will be the best pass rusher there too. So you want a pass rusher, you got D'Amico Ryans as your head coach. Get your guy. You got your quarterback. You got your pass rusher. You got your leader on offense. You got your leader on defense with picks two and picks three. I love it. Then you went out. You secured your offensive line with Drew Scruggs out of Penn State at the center position. Got yourself a receiver for your quarterback at Nathaniel Dale out of Houston. Defensive end Dylan Horton. I love this draft. I love it. I'm going to give him an A, dude. I love this draft for the Texans. A for me. Talk to me about Stroud's fantasy implications. It's really just dynasty, right? I mean, yeah, and maybe with Daniel Dell, I don't, or Dell, I don't see anything else, right? Yep, both dynasty for me. Not a whole lot of redraft for me. So, cool. That's what do you, what do you, what do you grade their draft? Coming back up to get Anderson, I like the move. Uh, it's just, I don't know, Stroud. Maybe I'm a little. Maybe I'm not overly excited for CJ Stroud. I guess you could say it's, I mean, I don't get you running top three quarterback and the thing, but B minus. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I just went with the A because to me, if you could secure in your opinion, your franchise quarterback, 
and your leader on defense in the same draft back to back picks, then I'm with it, dude. Yeah, um, that's, that's the value of CJ Stroud is there. It's just right. maybe my personal bias on what he ends up being. So I get it. Let's keep it in that division. Let's keep it with the guy who went two picks after him. Let's go with the Indianapolis Colts. Anthony Anthony Richardson was selected fourth overall. I'd love to see what you got to hear or say what hear what you got to say about this. Matt Miller's NFL comp, Josh Allen. Very interesting. So definitely want to hear what you got to say. And from a fantasy perspective, I love this pick. Julius Brents out of Kansas State, the cornerback. Dude, 6'3, 215. Great hands with great speed. I thought the Bears would be all over that. I was hoping he'd fall, but I like what kid we got, Stevenson. Um, wide receiver Josh Downs out of North Carolina. They addressed their offensive tackle position. Oh, and they got a guy I really, really wanted at the start of the fourth round. Ade Tum- I just call him Ade, man. Ade, Ade, dude. Out of Northwestern, the edge rusher. I thought he would be a great fit for the Bears. He ends up with the Colts. I like this draft for them. I don't particularly like Anthony Richardson, but it's the same thing I just said about C.J. Stroud. I also don't particularly like. If you feel like you went out and got your franchise quarterback, then you got to go out and get your franchise quarterback. And if he's the guy, he's the guy. So, and with the Julius Brents pick, and I like Josh Downs. I like him better than Marvin Mims. I thought that was good value dropping there. I'll go ahead and I'll give them a B, solid B. Streets. Anthony Richardson, um, redraft. Does he do anything for you? Possibly, because he has legs. So, that's what he is. He is yeah, legs. That's correct. So, like, that's. That that translates day one. So if he's gonna run and he's gonna get that job right out, right? If you're gonna early in the season or even week one for that matter, we we've talked about it on Roto Slappers last season a whole lot. The rushing yards, rushing quarterbacks just equals safe fantasy floors. It's just plain and simple. Then whatever you throw is just an added bonus at, at that point. So you want the rushing quarterbacks. So yes, he's on the redraft board for quarterback because of the legs alone. Lots of questions. But he but he was obviously picked four, so he has a long leash. So it's not like he's going to get benched once he takes over that job next year. So you'll get the rushing output, even if the passing output is horrendous. And we've seen how we've seen what Justin Fields was able to do with not so great passing uh, statistics, but the legs alone would would carried him won people championships last year in redraft as a waiver wire ad, basically. So. Anthony Richardson can easily be that same person in redraft. So I like him out of the quarterbacks because I do trust that he's going to use the legs. Uh, Obviously also top five pick in a flex dynasty league, but there's risk. A lot of number one pick over Bijan. No. And he's still, I still don't even take him over Stroud. And I just gave you a negative impact on Stroud. So I would still have him third. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, I get the legs are there and I, and I, and for the, the immediate in, no, we're talking immediate impact when I say redraft and maybe that's why I like him more Stroud in a dynasty league. He might, he could build up to be a top, a QB one top 12 quarterback or something like that. And be a little bit, he might not have the ceiling, but he'll have the floor. Like a guy like Anthony Richardson, what 55% completion percentage in college. Like, yeah. That's not good. That's hard. There's nobody who's really come out of there that throw the football like that that's ever ended up good. And I no, his, his passing tape is is rough to watch. It's bad. And like it's I really stop saying Josh Allen. Like you can't use the one percent 
of things that work out and, and right. expect it to happen. Like I get the, it's, it's just those things, but I do like it in redraft because if you're looking for some points from quarterback, the legs could get it for you. Josh Downs. I, I think he's a very talented wide receiver. I just Michael Pittman contract here. Does he stay? Does he go? I don't know. So redraft wise, I'm late round guy again is Josh Downs. Cause he's kind of buried with Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce dynasty wise though. I, I do like Josh Downs. So, he was, I think, he was a top five wide receiver for a lot of people coming in to the uh, to the draft. So, who do you like? Who do you like more, Josh Downs or Marvin Mims dynasty? Josh Downs. Yeah, me too. Yep. And you like in redraft of all the rookie quarterbacks, AR fifteen. That's your guy. Yep. Only because the rushing though, like, and yeah. because of where he was taken, he's not going to get benched. So he could yeah. be really ugly out there throwing a football. There's nothing they can do once they put him in. Like it's it's the Anthony Richardson era, and he's gonna get a couple seasons to prove what he can do. So you're gonna take some ugly, ugly games out there, but he could end up he could end up rushing for hundred yards. Like he might out there trying to get that ball to move. So yeah, I do like him yeah. in redraft. Sometimes the better player doesn't make you the better fantasy player. It's just kind of how it goes. Oh yeah, no, very true, very true. Especially teams, bad teams trailing from yeah. behind. Yeah, yep. etc. Um, anyways, keep this rolling. We're staying in the AFC South. Ironically, that's kind of crazy. Going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you know, they says ESPN says it needs our defensive end, quarterback, tight end, outside linebacker, wide receiver. What do they do? They go ahead and address the offensive tackle position. I know they lost their their right tackle this offseason. He we signed a huge deal in Kansas City and I think Jennings, Juwan Jennings, and now they go ahead and they draft Anton Harrison, uh, out, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. ESPN has him ranked seventh out of their offensive tackles. It's about where I would have had him ranked as well. Um, ironically, I don't know that I love the pick there, though, because I know you want to keep T-Law on his feet, but uh, sometimes when you draft – ESPN didn't even have it for a need. I know it was their need, but sometimes when you draft for a need, I don't know. I, I don't like the Anton Harrison pick, but I guess you got to do what you got to do. If they feel they needed a tackle, and, you know, as it says here, Cam Robinson's facing a suspension as well. Say so they lost Juwan Taylor, not Juwan Jennings. I apologize. They lost Juwan Taylor and Cam Robinson facing a suspension. So, sure, you need to go out there and get yourself a tackle, Anton Harrison. I guess not so bad of a pick. Then they take a tight end, Brenton Strange. Um, pair, him, pair him with Evan Ingram, I guess, or Evan Ingram just on that one-year deal, so we'll see what, what happens there. Tank Bigsby, the running back out of Auburn. We'll see if he's got any value to you. Dynasty probably only. And other than that, you got a DN, outside linebacker, safety, wide receiver, just a you know slew of fifth, sixth-round picks, et cetera. As far as the Jaguars draft goes, how are you feeling about this draft? How are you feeling about the Anton Harrison pick after – knowing Cam Robinson's facing the suspension and Juwan Taylor's gone. Yeah, I don't. It was a, it makes sense. It makes a whole lot of sense at that point. I, I just, it now it boils down to, do you like Anton Harrison? Like, so that's, that's the kicker there, but you got to do something. You got a franchise quarterback. You got to do something to protect the trend, the franchise quarterback. Like, that's what it boils down to. So decent, medi- maybe m- mediocre to decent draft. Nothing too flashy, nothing too good. Uh, I think Tank Bigsby does have fumble issues that has to kind of get corrected. But I, he's good. I, I think he's actually a decently talented running back. 
uh, out of Auburn. He could be a headache. I don't know. This I don't, this hurts maybe Travis Etienne a little bit than we want to give credit for, but we'll see how that works out. But yeah, more dynasty value for me than anything else. Easily early second round dynasty value for Tanks Bigsby. More of the maybe probably in the I put him in the forties in redraft. Okay, all right. And what's up, just get show doing great things over there. Get y'all going, check them out for sure, man. Appreciate you tuning in, my brother. All right, let's keep growing though. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I love this pick. I love this pick. First round pick. Uh, I think it's Felix and Duque Zoma out of Kansas City State. I love this pick so much because you need an edge rusher there. You always, as I talked about with Cincinnati, you need defense. This kid is a baller and played at Kansas State and he's from that region. So the local kid from the local college gets to stay home in Missouri. So I love it. Love that pick for the Chiefs. Matt Miller's out of Alcampus, Josh Sweat. Then we'll see what Street's got to say. Uh, Kansas City traded up for Rashi Rice out of SMU. 6-1-2-0-4 wide receiver. Says he's a great route runner. He shreds the zone well. So let's see what Street's got to say about him. He's playing with Patrick Mahomes, man. So maybe he's got some value. And then they went out. They, like we just said, they got Juwan Taylor um, for uh, the offensive line. And they also got Wanya Morris out of Oklahoma on the offensive line. They got to save the outside linebacker. You know, as Street said earlier, um, I forgot which one, about, or just, just about the Jaguars. It's, it's nothing flashy. I'll give it a solid B um, for sure. But, man, I love that pick of Felix, dude. Uh, Streets, I don't think there's any sort of fantasy value here outside of Rashi Rice. So what is what does Rashi Rice provide from a redraft perspective? Redraft, he just goes on a long list of well, both dynasty. I think dynasty and redraft. He's going to go on a long list of whenever a, the Chiefs draft a, a wide receiver in like what the top fifty ish range. We will say, uh, even though he's fifty five, they, they you know they always start to climb the draft board, especially in dynasty. I'm interested to see where Rashi Rice goes in the two that started for you. I'd love to know if he's gone yet. Um, you said you're in the middle second. Yeah, I'm in the middle second. Let me get that pulled up right now. So I'm just curious to know if he, if he has gone yet, because he's someone I'd probably say late second for me, but I think he's going to be one of those guys that always tends to, cause he's a chief uh, like sky Moore and everybody else. Like here he goes. He could, he get overdrafted a little bit. Just like Sky Moore was overdrafted last year. Like yeah, Sky he Moore was, he was big there. time. He was. Yeah. He was. And I wonder if he just ends up in a wide receiver room and uh becomes like Miko Hartman. You know? That's my I like Rashi Rice the player, but that's kind of what I fear. Does Kadarius Tony just be the guy? So redraft, it's more of a prove it to me late round guy again. Yeah. So not a whole lot of As you're pulling it up right now, I'm guessing, huh? So I'll just keep talking then while you're pulling it up. But yeah, he's a he could he could run Rashi Rice could run the deep route. Uh, you could throw screens to him. It's something Andy Reid will utilize pretty well with him. So there, it's a pot. There is a possibility for him to explode and be the guy in the Kansas City offense. But like I just said, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, they do have. Uh, MVS still in town there. So 
fourth fiddle redraft no thanks late round flyer we'll see what happens he could he could get used and make work his way up that ladder a little bit but um later second for me in in dynasty i'm just curious to see if he starts getting closer and it climbs up a little bit because of his landing spot but all right let's see so the one i did or the one i'm in i got dalton jonathan mingo went pick 1.111 or 1.11 kincaid went 1.12 devin acne went one 2.01, 2.01, Michael Mayer, Kendry Miller, Zach Charbonnet, Hendon Hooker, Josh Downs, Marvin Mims. So Rashi Rice is the next guy off the board, theoretically speaking. Okay. That makes sense. I All right. when we get to Miami, someone got a steal and a running back at that pick, but we'll get to that when we get to Miami. They're coming. They're coming. I want to talk about this one though, dude. Let's talk about the Chargers, baby. Chargers needed a wide receiver. They needed a wide receiver in a big way. And in my opinion, they got a stud wide receiver. They got Quentin Johnson with pick 22 out of TCU, 6'3", 208, runs a 4'5", 40. Man, this dude can go up and get it. Matt Miller's NFL comp is T. Higgins. They also got Tuli Tupola out of USC, the outside linebacker. Diane Henley, the inside linebacker, is sure up that linebacker position. Then when I got Darius Davis, wide receiver out of TCU. Pretty solid draft for the Chargers. I'll go ahead and just give them a B. Um, there's nothing too crazy here, but I love the Quentin Johnston draft pick right here in streets. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. Talk about talk about this Quentin Johnston pick. What does he do for Justin Herbert specifically? And where do you have him ranked in redraft, obviously? So the Chargers were, I believe, third or f- – so they were – I think they were th- – Fourth and targets to wide receivers at 381 last year. So 381 of Justin Herbert's targets went to wide receivers. Obviously, Austin Eckler gets a big chunk of that uh, because he's like a wide receiver. And then uh, a couple go to tight ends also. But yeah, so it's a we know Keenan Allen's there. We know Mike Williams are there, but they can't stay healthy. They just can't. Now there's what will happen. This is why I'm always a little bit more conservative in the sense where I don't want to overdraft him in redraft hoping or like not hoping, but planning on Allen and Williams to get hurt because you, you, I don't want Cause then you know what happens. They both, they both play 16 games next season when you do that. So if you jump wonderful. up thinking that they're going to get hurt, it would be wonderful for Herbert yeah. be suck for Quentin Johnson. But, um, but I do have him on my radar in redraft. He's actually my one, two, three, my fifth ranked rookie in redraft wow. because it's there. Like I said, we saw we saw Palmer. Palmer led the Chargers last season in targets. That's crazy. So he would easily be jump right over Palmer. Uh, Jordan Palmer did. So wait, you have him. You have him fifth. So you obviously you got Bijan. You got Gibbs. You got JSM. Who do you have fourth? Oh no no no. So we're not. So there's two guys we haven't talked about yet that are going to be ranked third and fourth. Quentin Johnson oh. comes in fifth. JSN is oh. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in redraft. JSN is seventh. This is redraft rankings that I'm working on this article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dynasty G at JSN would still be my third ranked player because of the landing two spot. More Gibbs jumps ahead. Mm. Yep. We'll get yes. to it when you get to it. But yeah. But so I put him, I put him fifth. And it's because the Chargers throw a lot of their, like I said, a lot of targets go to wide receiver. Palmer led them last season. So it's 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 in the writing for Quentin Johnson to be a top 20 wide receiver in redraft. But if one of those guys go down again 
And obviously next year they probably don't have maybe either one. So yeah, yeah it's a great spot for dynasty. He's going to be a perennial perennial number top two option in, in fantasy. It's, it's going to be great. Let's, let's stay in Los yeah. Angeles. Let's go with the Rams. They absolutely went crazy. Like they, you, you want to talk about pounding the table, go to their draft room. They were pounding the table for this pick. Maybe they know something. I don't know. Steve Avila, Outside guard or offensive guard, 6'4", 332 out of TCU is an NFL comp from Matt Miller is Kenyon Green. And then they also got defensive end Byron Young out of Tennessee, Kobe Turner, the defensive tackle out of Wake Forest, Stetson Bennett, ugh, Georgia quarterback, ugly. I don't know, man. The, the Rams got a bunch. They got fucking – one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They had twelve picks in the fifth from the fifth to the seventh round. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna give them a C. This this draft doesn't really do too much for me, man. Like a like a C minus, really. Of all the drafts I've seen, this is probably the worst one. I gave them a B because I don't think there's anything flashy, but I think that they they filled holes in some needs and they were the most banged up team in the NFL a season ago. So if you get a healthy Matthew Stafford with a healthy cup and like a healthy defense, like they could be pretty decent again. I think people are writing them off to be some, some nobody next season, but I think they're going to be okay. And I think they filled some holes and they got some guys that are ready to fill some holes for them right off the bat. Uh, Stetson, there's no fantasy thing for me here though. So yeah, no, 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 there's, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing at all. They got a lot of they, – they drafted like fucking 17 people, man. So you're right. They, they did fill a bunch of holes, but I, I don't know. I'm just – I'm not seeing it. I do think the Rams are going to be better. I think Stafford will be better. Cooper Cup's going to be healthy. So let's go. Let's keep it going, though. Oh, here's Las one. There Vegas Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. There they are. And we got seventh overall pick, Tyree Wilson, edge rusher out of Texas Tech. Love this kid. I was hoping he'd fall. NFL comp Trey Hendrickson. I mean, come on, man. Nasty. Then you got tight end, baby Gronk. I don't know. You got Jimmy G there. Josh McDaniels there. You got baby Gronk now. Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Defensive tackle, Byron Young out of Alabama. Trey Tucker, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Corian Bennett. I like this kid. I like this kid a lot. Cornerback out of Maryland. And then a couple other guys from there. Overall, you know, for the Raiders, I'll give him a B. I like Tyree Wilson a lot. I like the Michael Mayer pick for sure. So B, solid, solid B for the Raiders for me. I think you're gonna have to talk about Michael Mayer, my dude. Yeah, I don't only dynasty though. So late sec or uh, early second, probably like the turn thirteen for me, like right there. I'd say like right at the twelve thirteen turn. Um, in in dynasty rookie drafts, I take Mayer. Redraft, I don't really have much want for him, so he's going to be outside my tight end ones also. So he'll be another late-round flyer, and we'll see if they can stick. I just don't – I'm going to get burned one of these days by a rookie tight end, but the odds are 90% of the time I won't. So I'm not going to put them that high in redraft. So not a whole lot, actually. Nothing else really fantasy-wise. All right, cool, cool. That's fair. Let's keep it going. I know you said you had something on Miami you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So we are here. We are into the Dolphins. Their first pack was their first pick was cornerback Cam Smith out of South Carolina. I like the pick, dude. I think this kid's a hell of a player. His NFL comp is Jack Jones. 
They also got Devin Hackney out of Texas A&M, the running back, in the third round. And that's, I mean, that's about it. Dolphins didn't do much in the draft this year. I'm going to have to give them a C. They're sitting there right with the Rams for me, probably the worst draft um, that I have seen. Streets, I know you want to talk about Acne. Um, what else do you want to talk about here? Yeah, so Acne is my fourth-ranked rookie in redraft coming into the season now. So that's the guy that I was putting Yep. Look, Miami, he is a – he clocked a 4-3-2-40 for – this guy has insane breakaway speed for a running back. And if there's anything that I know is that head coach and they, and they have two running backs that can't stay healthy either. Two recycled running backs from San Francisco that they brought back. that can't stay healthy that I am sure that acne is going to make an impact this season for the Miami dolphins. That, that head coach is going to utilize his skills to a T, and he is going to be a guy who wins you some fantasy football weeks this season. So, You heard it here first from the Roto Slapper himself. You heard it here first. You're number four. Yep. You're number four. Now, that doesn't mean now here. When I say it's my number four rookie in redraft, they, like overall ranking rise, they could come in at like pick 80. So, yeah, right, right. As we're not going to have many, there ain't going to be. I think there's only two that are even going to be in the top sixty for rookies this year. So, so we're so we're still in search for your number three. We're still in search for my number three. All right, we got about ten we'll teams to go. Let's go. Let's go to the Minnesota Vikings. Their first round selection out of USC wide receiver Jordan Addison. His his NFL player count from Matt Miller, Keenan Allen. Very interesting. What else did they do? They drafted a cornerback. They stuck with USC Kai Blackman. They drafted a safety out of LSU, Jay Ward. D tackle out of LSU, Jacqueline Roy. Uh, I don't know. This draft doesn't stand out too much for me. I like that they dressed the wide receiver position for sure. They needed to get at the D line. I don't know that they really did that. I really feel like they need to improve more on the defense. They drafted a couple of guys. I don't like the sexiness of it. I'll go ahead. I'll give them a B minus just because I like the Jordan Addison pick. Streets, talk to me about Jordan Addison. Yep. So there we go. You can ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. My third ranked rookie this season going into the season is going to be Jordan Addison. Now, why? Obviously, he's great for Dynasty also, but redraft purposes, I really do like him also because we talked about the Chargers and targets to wide receivers, but the the Vikings throw the football a lot. In fact, 407 total targets went to wide receivers alone a year ago. Now, I get it. They have TJ Hawkinson now for a full season there. Probably going to assume a lot of the the Adam the, the old Adam Thielen, where he kind of was like an overglorified end then last year at that point, role. But KJ Osborne still had 90 targets last season in the Minnesota offense, right? Jordan Addison and Thielen had 107 still last season. So 107 to Thielen, still 90 to KJ Osborne. Jordan Addison walks into this predicament and could be the number two wide receiver right now in the Minnesota Vikings, a team, like I said, who ranks second in targets to wide receivers. So the workload could be there from day one for him. So for him, he moves to third for me in my redraft rookie rankings. Damn. All right. So we got Bijan, we got Gibbs, we got Addison, we got Acne, and then we got 
Quinton Johnston. You got it. All right. I dig it. I dig it, brother. Let's go. New England. Christian Gonzalez at pick 17. What the fuck? What a steal. I have no idea how this kid fell so far. And, of course, he falls into New England's lap. Matt Miller's NFL comp is A.J. Terrell. They also got Keon White, the defensive end out of Georgia. They got Marty Mapu, the inside linebacker out of Sacramento State. I don't know these fucking players. Center out of Troy. I mean, a kicker in the fourth round. What the fuck are they doing? Um, they got a bunch of players. I don't see any fantasy. Value. Nope, there's one. There's one fantasy value out of here. Thank Is God. It? Ramondre Rishan Stevenson Green. wins. Nope, Rashad oh. Ramondre Stevenson wins, baby. He's saved. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, because they didn't draft a running back, which you thought they might do overall for me. I'm gonna give the great, I'm gonna give him a B minus solely because they got the Christian Gonzalez pick at such a great value. I gave um, him an A minus because of that pick because he they should he shouldn't have made it new to and existing customers can choose. So that's why. Got Look at it. that. Yeah. Verizon trying to eat, trying to consume our they don't they ain't a sponsor I'm trying to get yeah. that <laughs> oh, pay us. I'll sponsor Verizon can sponsor us all day, dude. Shit. But yeah, because Christian Gonzalez made it to the 17. I gave him an A minus because that's just that's just bananas. But yeah. Cool. No, that's fair. Yeah, 17. That's fucking wild. Second best or arguably the best quarterback in the draft. Anyway, let's keep it going. So I talked to my boy Dylan. He said Saints needed defense, defense, defense. And he was happy with their draft. They took Brian Breesy out of Clemson in the first round. I love that pick for them. And Matt Miller said about Compass Zach Allen. Then they went with the defensive end, Isaiah Foskey, play next to him. I, I really like that. You need to back up Alvin Kamara when he gets suspended. You need a guy there, obviously. They signed Jamal Williams. He'll be there. But Jamal Williams isn't an every down back. He's a complimentary back. So they drafted Kendry Miller out of TCU. Curious to see if he's got any redraft value for you. Then they went offensive tackle, backup quarterback, safety. So I guess the biggest thing for you, for, great for me, I'll give it a I'll give it a B based on the way Dylan talks about it. Dylan gave it an A. I should probably give it an A based on how he talks about it, but I'm just not seeing the sexiness here. So I'm going to give it a B myself. Kendry Miller, does he do anything for you in a redraft? Hell yeah, he sure does. And I think he's my one, two, three, seventh ranked redraft rookie. So, okay. And the reason it does. Yep. Look, he's a good, like, He's a missed tackle machine. And obviously I love like if we're talking overall dynasty value at this point, he's a clear first round pick for me now. I like the landing spot there. Alvin Kamara, he's he, we those days are ending for Alvin Kamara in New Orleans. And now Alvin Kamara is going to face some lengthy suspension based on how the case is going to go. We're looking what? What do you think? 8 games? Probably. Right, if minimum, they, if they six, minimum six. Yeah. yeah. So I think Kendry, like you just said, Jamal Williams, great. He's a, he is a he's a really good running back, but I I think Kendry Miller is going to get while Kamara's out is going to get a decent workload still with Jamal Williams there. Like I mean, we're t- it's we're talking still running backs in the forties here. It's not like he's some I'm ranking him like in the top twenty for you people in redraft, but. If we're looking in the 40s, I absolutely love Kendry Miller. I thought it was a great landing spot. Post Kamara life looks good now for the Saints with uh, Kendry Miller. So, yeah, Dynasty, I have him right at the end of the first round. Redraft, like I said, probably end of the 48 or so, right around there. 
So yeah, yeah. I like yeah, it. He went, he went it picked third in the second round in the first one that I got going right now. So yep. That's I most people because it's super flex, right? So there was probably I don't you know. Happened, but yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know who didn't. He's moved up for me, maybe a little too high, but we'll see. Even in Superflex, I still have him at like pick 12. So that's cool. Hell yeah. All right, let's keep this ball rolling, baby. Let's go to New York. Let's go to the Meadowlands. Let's go to the New York football Giants. Giants needed a wide receiver. They needed a DB and a D tackle for sure. First round, they go defensive back out of Maryland. Deontay Banks really like this pick. Mandler's NFL, NFL comp is Byron Jones. Dig that pick for them. Got their center. John Michael Schmitz liked this dude a lot. Thought the Bears might look at him. I know we got white hair, but I like this kid. I like the talent. Best center in the draft they got at the end of the second round. Then they go and get a good, skilled wide receiver in Jalen Hyatt. Adds to that wide receiver room. Give Danny Dimes another weapon. Backup running back, cornerback, defensive tackle. Overall, for me, I'm going to give the Giants a, a solid B here. I like the Deontay Banks pick. I love the John Michael Schmitz pick and Jalen Hyatt, I think, can be something for Dimes. But, you know, Dimes ain't great himself. Streets, talk to us about Hyatt. What do you grade this uh, draft for the Giants? I, I'm going to give the – like, overall, I'll give the Giants a B-plus on this one. I think – What I've realized – what I've realized here is I thought that I was the John Gruden sports cuddles coming into this draft, and <laughs> I've realized that you are the sports cuddles when it's all said and done. I like quarterbacks. So I like I think well, Deontay Banks one up really quick for our tribal chief. What's good, Devin? Thanks Devin. for tuning in, my brother. Yeah, I don't, I'm just maybe I'm feeling uh, a little bit. I'm feeling good tonight, maybe. I'm generous to all these teams a little bit, but yeah, I kind of like it. Like Deontay Banks, I I like. Uh, most people had him what top three cornerback. They get him a pick yeah. twenty four, so I think that's pretty good. Center, you can go either way. Some people like where you'd take a center there. Some are more like where you could find a center in reagency. You can find a center next year or, or later or something like that in that one. So I guess that depends on what your, what your cup of tea kind of is. Um, now Jalen Hyatt redraft for me. Not so much. I don't have too much Jalen Hyatt love for redraft. Another late round flyer, uh, second round pick in dynasty. He's, he's a deep threat. He's a deep guy, right? That's what Jalen Hyatt does best. He needs. He's got some work to do to prove he can do more on the route tree, and he's not just a deep, deep threat per se. Which with uh, with Daniel Jones, that's something I'm not too overly confident in because the deep also. Let's <laughs> so, he. So yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, second round pick for me, Dynasty. I got nothing for you in redraft. Not a big open fan of that. Well, cool. Dig it. Let's keep going, brother. Staying in the Meadowlands. Go to the New York J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. So we got Will McDonald with their first round pick. Edge rusher out of Iowa State. Our boy Peter, mock draft guy, Jets fan, wasn't too thrilled with the pick. Not because of his skill level. Just didn't think that he should have been picked such so high in the draft. Uh, Matt Miller's NFL comp is Leonard Floyd. Then they went out and got Joe Titman, another great center in this draft, arguably the best um, with John Michael Smith. Some, you know, 1A, 1B here. They, they got him. Uh, ESPN got him as the best top-ranked center. 
Mitch Morse comparison. Very good center for Buffalo for a long time. Then they went and had and dressed the offensive line. They got Carter Warner at tackle position, backup running back, linebacker. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give them a C because fuck Aaron, and I don't particularly think this draft is very sexy. Streets, what about you? Uh, I'll agree with that. I finally agree with you. I won't be sports cuddles to them, so. <laughs> I, I just don't see. Them. I just don't see it, dude. Yeah, I just I'm just looking at it. It's it's not sexy at all. Um, hearing Peter talk about how Will McDonald was a reach here at 15 for them, and I mean Israel's know, a late. He's like a third, fourth round guy in Dynasty. You, you take the flyer and you stash it in your taxi squad, but that's about it. Or I got nothing for you in redraft. It's still Breeze Hall. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even see, I didn't even fucking think to bring him up. Yeah, no way, nope. no way. All right, should we save? Should we save the Eagles for last, or will should we just keep it going? No, just let him. We'll just let him rip. They're probably we'll uh, let them have their day right now. Let's go, and they got to have their day. The fourteen and three Super Bowl runner up again. If you're not first or last, but Super Bowl runner up nonetheless. Lost a bunch of talent in the offseason. What are we going to do to replace it? Oh, we'll just go right ahead and add Georgia U to our fucking defense. They went and they got Jalen Carter and added him to other defense. What is Jalen Carter's NFL comp? <laughs> Fletcher Cox. Give me a fucking break, dude. So the, the Eagles went ahead and they had Jalen Jalen Carter to their ready stack defensive line where he's going to play with his boy, and mentor Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean, who were drafted last year. So you got the Bulldog and Jalen Carter. Then you go, and Nolan Smith arguably is a top 15 talent in this draft. You get Nolan Smith at pick 30. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Great offensive lineman and Tyler Steen. Great value offensive tackle um, at, at the second pick in the third round. Sidney Brown, safety out of the Illini. And then, and then you get Keeley Ringo, who uh, is arguably a second-round cornerback in this draft, third round at worst. NFL comp Trayvon Diggs, you get him in the fucking fourth round to continue your Georgia U. So now you got Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean last year, and you got Jalen Carter, and you got Nolan Smith and Keeley Ringo this year, and then you just went and traded for DeAndre Swift. What a fucking draft for the Eagles. A plus 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 by far and away the winners of this draft. Streets, what do you got? Well, the only fantasy aspect of this entire draft is a trade for DeAndre Swift. That's pretty much the only fantasy aspect they have, which a lot of people overtly got excited for that move. I think it's a good real life move. I think my fantasy feelings for DeAndre Swift is I think I actually slightly downgraded him in rankings from going to Philadelphia. And the reason I did that was because he's as talented as he is, which he is. I wonder, he's another guy contract season two, right? I think that, I think he's one year. So they got two running backs now for one year in Swift and Penny. I believe you could tag. They're not going to tag Swift, but, but I think you could tag him if you want. But I digress. It's, I, I just wonder if it's a timeshare waiting to happen. I know Swift will see the pass down work, which I don't think was 
overly here. Let's pull it up right now. I could do it. Let's just see how this goes. So. Yeah. I almost went to the wrong team. Yeah. So the Philadelphia Eagles only had 61 total targets to running backs last year in the past game, 61. So obviously there's going to need to be a change there and maybe they will because they have Swift now. So they're going to get Swift um, going and, and, and utilize what he does very well. But I just don't know if it's going to be like a Detroit Lions type target share that he got. And I do think it's more of a split on the ground because I think Rashad Penny does a lot of things rushing wise that the Philadelphia Eagles like. And if he's healthy, he's going to get some carries. And maybe the, the fact of having them both is because they if they can keep the workload minimal on both of them, they keep them both healthy and it only helps the Eagles real life terms. It's great real life. Like again, real life scenario, perfect for the Eagles. Headache for fantasy is kind of how I kind of is how I see it. Unless Swift just runs away with it. But I haven't seen anything from Swift that tells me he could do that yet. And so, Penny looked fucking fantastic when he played last year. Correct. And the year so, before in limited work. So yep. So yeah, more headache for me. So that's why. As, as as excited as people got for it in fantasy, like, oh, my God, De- I actually moved him down my rankings from that one. Because I thought with Montgomery and uh, and Swift in Detroit, he had 70 catches still a year ago. So if he could prove he's healthy and up the rushing a little bit, for me, that's that's a higher floor than what I can guess in Philly right now. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's keep it over in that same region. Let's go over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. <clears throat> Steelers needed offensive line help. They went out. They got Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia, 6'5", 311. Matt Miller's NFL comp, Tristan Wirfs. I'd be a hell of a fucking player if he gets to be on that level for sure. I think he's a high-impact day one starter. You got... This this is the pick that blew my mind, and unfortunately, this was the pick that we ch- traded Chase Claypool for. Steelers got Joey Porter Jr. Keeping the Porter in the Steeler family, the Steeler organization. Joey Porter Jr., defensive back, going to the Steelers. What a great value at that spot. And then Keanu, Keanu Benson, defensive tackle um, out of Wisconsin, stopgap on the middle of the line. Darnell Washington. Great skills out of Georgia. Um, if he could stay healthy, he'll, he'll definitely be some value there as well. So as far as a fantasy perspective, I'm not seeing it. Maybe Broderick Jones is going to help Kenny Pickett stay upright and get in, you know, pancake a couple motherfuckers for Najee. But other than that, I'm not seeing much. What about you, Streets? Yeah, I don't have too much. There's no fantasy aspect, but I give him an A-plus overall, so. I wow. issued A plus, huh? Yep. You're wow. damn right. I'm gonna give him a B plus for sure. I like what they did. I, I like what they did a lot. The Joey Porter Jr. for Chase Claypool seems out of this world. What a fucking joke. Anyways, let's go yeah, to the C- that's, go. <laughs> that's why. Again, Joey Porter Jr. shouldn't have been where he was in, at that point. And they got him there, yeah. and that should have been a bear's pick, but they did good by trading Chase Claypool, so they ended up with so yeah, they get I thought it was a pretty good draft. So, maybe. yeah, no, no, for sure. And with corner, the best cornerback taken in the draft went to Seattle in the first round. That 
He uh, that was Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois. NFL comp is Jair Alexander. They also then drafted with their they had Seattle had two picks in the first round. We were hyping this. Then they drafted Jackson Smith and Jibba. We couldn't figure out why the wide receivers were falling like crazy. And it, it finally took to pick 20 for Seattle to take one for them to start rolling. So Jackson Smith and Jibba out of the Ohio State University to the Seattle Seahawks to be a part of that three-headed monster with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. You got outside linebacker on Auburn, Derek Hall. No, they need needed a lot of help on their defense, which is why I was so confused um, why they went wide receiver. And then this move confused the fuck out of me. They drafted Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. So it looks like they're going to go running back by committee with Kenneth Walker, who looked absolutely sensational while I was there. They got a guard, defense tackle, defensive end, center, safety, running back. So they kind of filled out the rest of their squad from their streets. We got some fantasy stuff to talk about overall for me. I'll give Seattle a um, a solid B plus. I think they had a, they had a good draft, filled out a lot of spots. JSN is going to be a star in the future. I like their call a lot. I like Zach Charbonnet's uh, landing spot. So streets talk about JSN. Talk about Zach Charbonnet and what impact the Charbonnet picks going to have on Kenneth Walker. So I'll give full well, Seattle gets an A plus. One of the three teams to me that I gave an A plus to was Seattle, Pittsburgh, and Philly. They were one of the three. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fantasy <laughs> going on right now, right here. So we'll start Dynasty. I still have this is just skill players. I'm not gonna I'm not talking about the the quarterback. So whether you're playing in Superflex or non-Superflex in Dynasty, I have JSN still the top three for me out of the skill guys. He just falls behind Gibbs now based on I'm not. I don't want to jump. I hate using the landing spot over talent type thing because the cap like it's he doesn't fall too far. I had him at two. He's down at three. I'm trying to say this without being mean to JSN because I was so high on him. <laughs> so he falls to three. Charbonnet, who I believe we had. Man, I feel I felt horrible for Bradley when that pick came in. Like he was on the show with us, as you saw, and he was so hyped up. On Charbonnet, that was his number two running back, I think. Right? I think was so. it over Gibbs? Like he was so pumped, and then he was so you could just seen based on that on the, the league chat like deflated when that pick came. <laughs> so you almost felt bad for him, and it, it is a deflating pick, and it really does lower everything from his dynasty value on. I he was a clear, clear. <sighs> Top eight pick probably in Dynasty rookie dress, and he's gonna fall a little bit. I don't think I could move him down though, like crazily in Dynasty, because at the same time the capital is there, and like, and maybe they figure out a way to use both and just become a team that hurts Walker maybe more than it hurts Charbonnet. So I, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. So, so what I've actually done is what as I'm doing my rankings. Remember, I had when I did the, the first episode of the 120 came out and Kenneth Walker I think was the my the 12th pick so he ended my first round last season mm-hmm. in redraft Kenneth Walker is now fallen from to my let's see he's now my 13th ranked running back so he went from the wow. first round overall to my 13th ranked running back based on it because I feel like they have to use Charbonnet right so I think they're going to use two I, th- I still think you're taking Walker like in the second round of a redraft league. It's not like or, or something like late yeah. second. So it's not that horrible, but yeah, it definitely sucks 
Like there's a oof factor for Charbonnet going to Seattle for both for him and for uh, Kenneth Walker, who is very good. And I think we'll see how they utilize both, I guess, but it's still very confusing and it kind of sucks. Now, JSN, short-term value, he's my, we told you without in redraft now, though he's one, two, three, four, five, six. he's my seventh-ranked rookie in redraft. Charbonnet is actually my ten, ninth, so, but seventh is JSN, like, he's kind of, I may be assuming, like, the, the Dotson role from a year ago, and that's what I can picture for him, because... Yeah. Seattle, whether we've seen it with Russ and Algino last year. So the last three years, they've had two top 16 wide receivers, two top 16 in PPR league wide receivers. That's crazy. And, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So we know they could support two wide receivers. I'm not worried about that. It's the third where it gets a little hairy because if we go back to last year, um, they 300, only 333 targets went to wide receivers a year ago. So that's much further down than the Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnson teams where they landed on. And third in targets for wide receivers a year ago in Seattle was uh, Marquise Goodwin at 42. Yo, so. and, and C- Seattle just had a really wild, efficient passing year last year. I I like Geno Smith a lot. You know, oh, I'm he'll banking, digress. I, I'm banking on Geno Smith big time in this Empire League we're in. But I don't see the production. He was number five. He was the number five overall quarterback last year. Correct. That's not happening. He had no 30 passing touchdowns and 3,600 passing yards. Yeah. Yo, Geno Smith ain't doing that again. I'm sorry. No. Like, and, and I don't know. You can call me a hater, hate, 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 hate all you want. But like, I, I don't see it. Even but, with but those weapons, I just don't see it. I don't think he needs to be, though. Like, Russ maybe has just been on a decline. And we've been giving Russ the name. And maybe. Maybe Seattle just just the way they run it there, it just works. And I have to give Seattle the benefit. Like Gino will so regress. Carroll. But so Pete Carroll's the guy, not Ross. Yeah, correct. So I have to give them benefit of the doubt that they replaced. This is why I love JSN third, though, in Dynasty out of all the skill guys, because I have to give them the benefit of the doubt where they do replace if, if Gino is just even mediocre, he can still get the ball to two receivers. I don't think Lockett's there next year. So JSN becomes the two, unless they trade DK, possibly something like that. But either way, JSN could assume the two role. And I think JSN can leapfrog DK by next year and be the one, anyways, in Seattle because I think he's that good. Um, he does you know, a lot Matt, more. Matt Miller's, Matt Miller's player comp for JSN right here CD Lamb. Okay. Yeah. CD so let's Lamb. Like- is goat that or DK yeah, ain't even fucking. I, mean. ain't, no, I know what you mean. I'm just yeah. letting the people know. Ain't even close, dude. That's so I, I just like, don't know. Next year with three, could they feed three? Do they all take a hit? Does DK and Lockett maybe take a hit with JSN there? Maybe of, you never know. It's it's early to see. Maybe they end up moving. Plus one, injuries, but, dude. That's that, like the more you play fantasy football, the more you realize that injuries are such. A pertinent part of the game. So Lockett's going to miss two games, and then JSN's going to slide in. DK might miss a game, then JSN's going to slide in. They might have tight, you know, they might have tight ends miss games. I tried to use a. That's why I tried to. You hit it spot on, and that's why I tried to use a a a a last year example with Jahan Dotson. Was perfect example. 
because he was he you saw it and he might be the he might end up the best wide receiver on that team when it's all said and done but he was still third last year in fiddle and jsn's probably gonna have to earn his way past dk and lockett but I think which he will, is, which is fair. Yeah, because Tyler Lockett is one of the most underappreciated wide receivers. Period. So. But it's a good spot next season. I think he, I think he, it pays off for you in dynasty next year. Redraft again. I, I'm going to take him with the later flyer, but uh, a little earlier than a later flyer. This is going to be like when we get to probably like the 70s or 60s or something for wide receivers. So, yeah, for sure. Let's keep going. San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I don't know what the what did they trade there. I I'm, I'm having a brain fart. I'm trying to remember what they traded their for their picks for. But they ain't got a first. They ain't got a second. Was it a part of the Trey Lance thing? I, I'm not sure. But their first pick was safety Jair Brown out of Penn State. Fuck ESPN got them as the second him as the second rated safe ranked safety, and they got him at the end of the third round. So I think that's great value. Uh, Jake Moody, the kicker out of Michigan. I don't know. You could talk about that taking him. <laughs> Pick 36 in the third round. I'm good. He's um, really good, but I'm good. He's like, he's really good, but that's just too early for a kicker. I think they went for, they literally drafted for what, like, a, like, yeah, to win this season yeah. with the guys at that. To win the Super Bowl with the team yeah. that they have. Yeah. So they've got a kicker. They went and took a backup tight end, Cameron Latu out of Alabama, cornerback. I mean, I don't know. This, this draft's whatever. I'd have to, I, I feel awful that I'm sitting here talking about it. I don't know what they did with their first and second round pick, but. I uh, I didn't know what they did with that to give him a better him a grade. Yeah, it's this is about comparable to the Rams draft for me is where I'm at. Actually, the Rams draft was better because they had 15 picks to build a bunch of needs. This draft might be the worst draft that I've seen all day. So I'll go I'll go C minus just so I get locked 49ers in is the worst draft. Period. C minus. I can't be the sports cuddles guy and not give him a C though. So I gotta give him a C. There you go. Good. And there's no fantasy implications here. No, dude, um, next year, next one too is going to have none. So, so Tampa, Tampa Bay, love this pick though. I love this pick. The first round pick, uh, Khalid uh, Canty out of Pittsburgh. You line him up on the defensive line next to Vita Vea. Mm, there we go. His NFL comp is Grady Jarrett. I love that pick. Love this pick. I love this pick. If you don't know who Cody Mouch is, go look up Cody Mouch right now. Okay. Go look him up. He's out of North Dakota State. The kid started as a uh, – the kid started as – what the fuck? He started as a tight end, and then he ended up going to offensive tackle, all right? So he was a little guy, and they ended up beefing up. He grew his hair out. He was this clean-cut little dude. Ended up beefing up. He's got this long hair now. He's got front tooth. These two front teeth are knocked out. He used to wear a mouth guard. He says, fuck the mouth guard. This is just a part of who I am. He, like, does these first down celebrations. He is just such a cool dude. I love that draft pick by them. So, you know, based on those two picks, I'll go ahead and I'll give the Bucks a solid B-. minus. What about you, Streets? Yeah, that seems that seems fair. I'll, I'll agree with that. Maybe B, but um, I'm <laughs> kidding. The B- minus will work. I actually thought there – so – I was curious if the Bears were planning on trading back to go with a right tackle, per se. Why not trade further back? This is where I always do the what if game. Like I know they had their guy, and that's they didn't want to go behind Tennessee because they wanted right. 
And I get that. But how does the draft shake out if they go further back and they end up with like JSN or Christian Gonzalez? And then they have oh. enough capital. They have enough capital to move up in the second round a few picks and get this guy. So then you start your draft with like JSN and him or something instead oh. of what they, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like. This is just a big, beefy winner yeah. that you want on your offensive line. Yeah, right. So you get JSN. And then you get a couple defensive guys in the second round. Mouch. Like, oh, yep. dude, yes. Look at this guy. This is the guy. This this, this is why I was like, fuck what? I was trying to get this pulled up while I was talking. Yeah, this this is the guy right there, dude, that I would have loved to have on the right side of this offensive line. I'm good with Darnell Wright. But yeah, I think but... Tampa Bay got a really good player in Cody Mouch. Yep. Next team week is fun for me, so. All right, I'll get them pulled up right here momentarily. All right, so we got two teams left. We got the Tennessee Titans and the Washington Commanders. Let's go with the Titans. So their first-round pick, they drafted Peter Skaronsky at a Northwestern. Dude might be the best overall lineman in the draft. Problem is he doesn't he doesn't correlate to a tackle. He's going to be more of a guard. Matt Miller's NFL comp is Jedrick Wilson Jr., um, but for the Titans, you, they needed a guard. They needed a guy who's going to go out there and smash. This dude's going to smash. They're saying, though, he might be able to play that vacated spot by Taylor Luan. Very interesting. I don't know if that's the case or not. I think he's more of a guard. But again, I always say, who the fuck am I? But the major pick, pick streets might want to talk about, um, or you might want to talk about Ty J. Spears. We'll see. Will Levis was drafted, second pick in the second round, quarterback out of Kentucky. To the Titans, you got Ryan Tannehill there. You got Malik Willis there, who's an afterthought, obviously. And now you got Will Levis. Curious to see what Streets has to say about that. They drafted Ty J. Smith out of Tulane, running back, backup Derrick Henry. We'll see where Henry goes from there. They might train him. Who knows? Jalen Duncan, the offensive tackle from Maryland, love the value at the sixth round spot. Love the value there. Forgetting Will Levis though in the second round when I thought they were going to trade up to number three to get him and getting Peters Karonsky, I'm going to give the Titans a solid. A minus. So A minus for me. Streets, what do you got with Will Levis? I got a, a nothing for redraft purposes. So I'm really not gonna end up drafting him, period. In a redraft league, his draft capital kind of kills him in Dynasty, even Superflex. I'm curious, did he where'd he go in yours? Um, end of the middle of the first, I think. Let's see. I got two. I can pull them both up. That's crazy. I would not take him in the middle first of a super flex draft anymore. Like he went, he went ninth in one, and then the other. This is like more legit players. This one, he was drafted eighth. So eighth and ninth. I'd have him behind both of them in pick wise. I wouldn't even maybe. 13th or 12th. I think I had someone at 12 when I finished this round this up. But yeah, this he fell. He doesn't get a first first round draft capital anymore. I I get the situation's not bad because it's Tannehill that he has to overtake. Uh so he, it's decent dynasty value. Overall zero. Nada. Don't want him period in redraft. That is a project period. Uh, so I'm good, but now the the one I'm at, the, the guy I'm interested in though is Tajay. 
Okay. That one, because he comes in as my number 10 ranked rookie in redraft. Wow. What the fuck? And the reason the why. Back up to Derrick Henry. But that's the thing. So, like, I love Derrick Henry, but he's on a trade block. And he's also pretty old with a lot of usage. Like, I don't want him. I need him. I have a lot of, I have Derrick Henry stock. I absolutely need Derrick Henry. But at the same time, I I do, I wouldn't be shocked if he did get banged up or hurt or he got traded. So if that happens, enter the Tulane kid. And I have a soft spot for Tulane running backs because the Bears had one who was very, very good. You know what I'm talking about. Was Thomas Jones out of Tulane? Nope. Walter Payton out of Tulane? Nope. Uh, Matt Forte out of Tulane? Yep, Matt Forte all is right, out of Tulane. All right, all right. But, yeah, uh, so I, I'm just kidding there. That was just a little Matt Forte thing I was bringing in. But it's yeah, all, no, it's all but Bears it, trivia. But I don't buy Hassan Haskins being the guy if if Henry goes down or is traded. So he comes in at 10 for me right now because there's the, there's this little wiggle room before the season starts of – Henry possibly being moved, and then he's there that he can complement Henry and be usable as a flex. I think because he's a he's the better pa- he's a good passing down back. So so he's still use even though Derrick Henry had the best year of his career in passing down situations, and they never take him off the field. Um, but yeah, I have him ten because I like I said, Derrick Henry could get banged up, could get traded, we don't know. But and then in, in Dynasty, I absolutely love uh, Tajay. So. That early, I'd say middle second for me there. So let's see if you went. Let's see, not this one. Yeah, you love your boy in Miami. Fucking Derrick Henry's gonna get traded to that super stack team in the Dolphins, and then your boy in Miami's gonna fucking fall big time. See, the thing about Derrick Henry's, I don't, it's just so weird. I don't think he fits in Miami. Like, I think Derrick Henry would have been perfect for the Eagles. Yeah, we're uh, eight picks into the second round, and Spears has not been taken yet. So yeah, so late middle second for me is like I said, I'm probably a little higher on him than some other guys, but because streets, I do think he can take over for Henry next year because Henry won't be there next year. So no, he will not. I was I was just gonna say, bro, we have made it to pick or to team thirty two. I should say this has been great. I know yeah. what a jerk. What a damn journey, dude! I didn't realize you made it through them all. That's fun. Yeah, I know. Like, and there's no, there's no fantasy on the last team, though. So that, hey, it is what it is. We'll rip it. Oh dude. no, there is, there is. But I'll say that I'll save it for the end. Go ahead. All right, cool, cool. So let's go. So the Washington Commanders, they uh, first round pick Emmanuel Forbes, defensive back out of Michigan, Mississippi State, NFL comp Dante Jackson. Then they drafted Jartavius Martin, safety out of Illinois, Ricky Stromberg, center out of Arkansas, offensive guard Braden Daniels out of Utah, KJ Henry, defensive out of Clemson. So they were just really addressing needs. I'm not going to fault them for that. There's nothing sexy about this. I'll give them a B, though. They went out, they drafted needs. They got the players that they needed. From a fantasy perspective, Street says there might be something. I'm not seeing it. What do you got, bro? So a... You liked them, so you're the big winner. I Sam Howell is the big winner. That was the guy that you had high. You had him higher than me and Dave both in the quarterback rankings, and they didn't do anything for quarterbacks. So Sam Howell is the huge winner for this one right now. 
So there you go. That's the Sam Howell is my number one quarterback coming out last year. So there you go. Oh, so yeah. So you're the big winner. So Tim is the big winner of the Washington Commanders. Wow. If I was see? running Washington, I would have traded for Lamar, but I digress. I'll see what Sam. I'll see what Sam Howell's got for sure. But love yeah. it. Be the, yeah. Whatever mediocre draft for them, but yeah. Damn, bro. We did it. We ran through all 32 NFL teams, their draft picks. We graded them, gave you fantasy implications that went along with it. It was a hell of a night, bro. Yeah, that was fun. Good. Good stuff. And um, as always, if you're watching the show still, you went back and watched it. If you're listening, I want to say thank you. Thank you for always tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for going to the website. Thank you. For supporting us we greatly greatly appreciate it and if you're watching this video please hit that like button go back to other videos hit that like button and most importantly hit the subscribe button subscribe the bloodline entertainment network subscribe to the damn bloodline entertainment network we got the best shows around sports we got wrestling we got entertainment shows coming we got the works check it out the bloodline entertainment network hit that subscribe button and the website bloodlinenetwork.com Streets killing it on there. Fantasy rankings. He's got his two-star pitches of the week. Streets is t- burning it down. He's tearing it down on bloodlinenetwork.com. Plus, we got sports. We got wrestling. Power rankings. All of our audio. All of our video. Under one roof. Bloodlinenetwork.com. Get at it. Streets, where can the people find you? <laughs> Capiche, just like last time. Streets are done. At, go to Twitter. Uh, at Streets of Don, you'll know it's me if you see White Sox related corny videos pretty quickly on there. Then you know you found the right Streets of Don, although there's probably not many other Streets of Don's out there. So, yeah, you can find me there once again at Streets of Don or just find the work, like Tim said, uh, at bloodlinenetwork.com. You could also do that there. And also make sure you stay here tomorrow night for the Roto Slappers Fantasy Baseball Podcast week five. We're five, we five weeks in, still going strong. Hell yeah, they're killing it every single Monday night, dude. Roto Slippers Baseball Streets in the Texas Ranger doing their thing. And you can find the Bloodline Entertainment at the Bloodline ENT. What? At the Bloodline ENT for your audio, for your video, for your social media. And me, your boy, TK. You can find me at the Tim King on all major social media platforms. For streets, for your boy, follow the bloodline, we. I've got something for you.